He was a husband, a son, a preacher, but yet practiced black magic, an entrepreneur, millionaire, adulterer, felon, drug trafficker, and suspected murderer, whom to present day is the connecting piece to the disappearance of three unsolved missing women cases in Florida. He was also my father. Hello, heirs. How are y'all doing? We are back after a miss week reading from my mom's memoir, The Artificial Tree. Last time we read, we left off years later after the first disappearance of a married woman my dad had an affair with from my parents' church where he also preached. So if you need to catch up, go on back and listen to 1515 Almerton Road. Are you ready? One would think, after all that happened, that my father would consider himself lucky to escape any real consequences after his first affair was revealed in the disappearance of that woman. But no, because that's the characteristics of a narcissistic person. They almost think they are godlike and above the law, above their consequences, and it's all about them. So Cleve went right on back to his cheating ways. I guess that proves the same. Once a cheater, always a cheater. We were living in our huge house, and my mom, with now three children, was helping Cleve build his million-dollar construction and paving companies by being his secretary. My dad had an office in Largo near where we live. My mom went there every day and handled the paperwork, the contracts, and such. That's the only job my dad would let her have. This is where my mom met the second missing woman. She had heard of her from the neighborhood, you know, knew of her family and things, but didn't really know her. That's not until my dad would hire this woman's husband to do contractual work for him with his companies. And he would even rent out his equipment. He would take them out and go over to their house for gatherings, but never bringing his wife, my mom. Cleve actually became very good friends with this couple. So when did the affair with his friend's wife begin? My mom had no idea. But when did my mom find out? The day the woman boldly came to our house. When my mom told me this, I stood up from my chair because I didn't know this happened. As I'm sure no one did but the parties involved. So if people from this woman's family just happen to be listening to my podcast, I apologize for any hurt feelings that this truth may cause. 
but let's continue on. Okay, y'all know um, I've described our home, you know, uh, how my dad built concrete walls and electrical steel gates with his initials on them to keep people out and to safely keep us in. People would have to speak through a box to get in. Trust me, I don't remember many visitors, and that includes family. Also, people knew you just don't come to Cleveland Hills Junior House without an invite. A lot of folks, I would say the majority of my hometown feared him. Even though he was the one that would give to the homeless and you know, the poor and help the kids just, you know, with school. He, he had a giving heart, even though he was an evil person. Is that, does that make sense? That's even like weird to say, isn't it? Let's think about that for a second. <laughs> like people feared him. I don't know if because of the persona he had of such a powerful person with so much money you know, in the hoods, um, but they feared him, even though he was a very giving person. Now, I never saw my dad really get angry at anybody. These are just things that I heard from the street and from my mom, because like I said in another podcast, he didn't spank us. He didn't yell at us. Well, not my brother, my younger brother and myself, my older brother, different life. Well, let's get back to the story because I could talk about that in another podcast, the relationship I had with my father. In fact, I might do that. So stay tuned. But supposedly this woman, because my dad was having an affair with her, lost her senses for a moment and thought she would tell my mother who she was really to my father. This day. The gates were left open. Mom, so when you heard a knock on the door, could you have imagined it would be a woman that was sleeping with your husband? No, never. So what did she tell you that day? She told me that she had something to tell me. And I said, well, let's go on outside. And so we went outside and sat on the, on the steps of the front porch. And what did she have to reveal to you? She was letting me know that she was sleeping with my husband. And were you upset? Well, yes. Did you want to punch her? I wanted to, but I, that's not me. I could not imagine being so calm during a moment like this. Was she calm? Yes, she was calm, but she knew that I was in the church and I wasn't that type of person that would fight back. So I remember you telling me that she thought that Cleve was going to leave his family for her. Yes, that's what he he was telling her, but I'm sure he didn't mean it. So how do you know that he was telling her this? It could be just that she was telling you that he was telling her this. It could be. She did tell me that he told her that. And and she also told me 
a lot of other things about him and her and what they was doing and how many times they did it and so wow. on and so on. Wow, the and, audacity of this woman who was married and had children, correct? Yes, she's she was married wow. and had children. Now, after a few minutes in this conversation, you looked up and who was coming up the driveway? Clee, my husband. Hearing my mom tell this memory, I felt like I was almost there. She said my dad leaped out the car and screamed to this woman, didn't I tell you not to ever come to my house? Now use your imagination and place those cuss words there. He yelled for my mom to get in the house. So obviously, she can't tell us what happened outside between those two. In this next part of the story, I can't fit on the timeline of this woman's visit to my mom. It's known that this woman tried to commit suicide after her husband found out about the affair. But he took her back after she said she ended it. Do y'all see kind of like a pattern here? Hmm. I can tell you that my mom said her disappearance was very close to the time she came to our house. Maybe like a week, if not shorter. Because her husband came looking for her. Cleve told him that she left with a white man and didn't know where she was. Well, I guess her husband believed my dad because he divorced his wife on grounds of adultery. She has been missing since December 1982. Her white two-door Ford Elite was found in March 1983 in Clearwater, Florida. When my mom told me her name, her real name, I googled her. So when I googled her, you know, the pics come up. A few came up. I remembered this woman's face. I remembered her visits to the office. Still, my mom said no detectives came to our home to question her or my father. It is true that Satan and his demons are dangerous enemies of humans. They have power to influence the minds and lives of men, and in the past, they have even entered and possessed humans and animals. Matthew 12, 43-45 from the Holy Bible. If you haven't heard my podcast, Black Magic, please listen after this one. If you have listened already, then you know what I'm trying to imply. Eight years was between the first and second disappearance, and another almost eight years between the second and third and final disappearance. 
Is there something in the years between these missing persons cases? I keep pondering over it in my head. I feel like I'm missing something. You know, I, I try to recall conversations that I had with my father. I try to just remember little things. And I just, I just feel in my gut that there's something big hidden in these cases. I don't know. But this third affair and disappearance broke Cleve's normal pattern. The woman wasn't married with kids. She wasn't older like the previous two. She was a 21 years old college student, just six years older than myself. <laughs>